to supply everything necessary to make your journey very successful. That's what God can do. And he's done it over and over and over again. Welcome to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, glad you're with us as we continue seven reasons why God gave us money. You know, as I think about what Pastor Ford just said, there's a few words that really jump out at me. God can supply everything necessary to make your journey successful. You know, there are times when we go through life, when we're on this journey, that there are things that we want that God doesn't necessarily provide. So, okay, that was not necessary for my life. And if it is necessary in God's eyes for me to have that, he will supply it because as Pastor Ford just pointed out, he will supply everything that is necessary. And he can do it over and over and over again. I can think back at certain times in my life where God was working behind the scenes before I even knew that a need was going to come up in the days and weeks ahead. And then when I find that need, begin to pray that God would supply that need, he would meet that need, and he did. And in hindsight, I can look back and see how he put all the puzzle pieces together to meet my need when I needed it. By looking back at that, it can give us the encouragement and the confidence and the faith to know that God will do that again and again and again. Well, that's part of what we're looking at in today's broadcast. So if you can, I hope you'll open your Bible to 1 Corinthians 15 as we continue seven reasons why God gave us money. Here's Pastor Ford. Okay, so this number six, uh, money then becomes a sign of God's blessing. So here's what I'm going to say at the very beginning. I'm going to say it all the way through. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. You know, we especially here because we are quote unquote doctrinally sound. Uh, we do not subscribe to prosperity gospel. Uh, the gospel needs no adjective. It doesn't need an adjective to define it. The adjective defines the noun. That's what I learned in English 101, that if you put an adjective before a noun, then the adjective tells the noun how to act. Prosperity gospel. No, 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 no. There's only one adjective I find that Paul uses to describe the gospel. Glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. That's it. There's no black gospel, white gospel, uh, Republican gospel, Democratic gospel, uh, liberation gospel. No, 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 no. Don't put an adjective on the gospel. It doesn't need an adjective. It's good all by itself. It's about God who died, was buried, rose again the third day, ascended into heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, our soon coming King. That's the full gospel. Can't get any fuller than that. And so it becomes a sign of God's blessing that God, when he wants to bless, sometimes uses money. So, so then notice with me, I'm going to walk you through a few things and then give you some principles at the end. Number one, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 16, 1 through 5. 1 Corinthians 16, 1 through 5. Now, it's about giving, but I don't want to focus in on the giving aspect, okay? We'll get to that some other time because we already talked about that. But I want to focus in on one point, but I want to give you the context because I do it all the time. Who could tell me why? Why do I give you a context? Because, because a text without a context 
is a pretext and a proof text. And if you get a text without a context, you've just been conned. All right, you have to know what the setting is. Say, well, why you say that, Pastor Ford? Okay, let me go back to my illustration again because there's some folk that weren't with us. Y'all don't mind. Okay, good. I was going to do it anyway. He is green. What does that mean? Come on, come on, help me out here. Real quick, come on, y'all. What can mean a lot? Okay, well, 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 what does it mean? Okay, so he doesn't know what to do. He's a novice. Okay, it could be his name, color. It could be his color. Okay, on and on. Now, he is green. I can make it mean anything I want. See, when you take a verse out of its context, this is what you're doing. He is green. But if I said he just started a new job, they assigned someone to train him because he is green. What did I just do? It can only be one thing. Is everybody tracking with me? McFly, hello. Anybody home? Okay, I want you to see this. I don't want you to just tell me you see it. Do you see how if you take a verse out of context, he is green, you can make it mean anything you want. But if you put it in the setting, the setting will dictate what the interpretation is. Hermeneutics, scripture interprets scripture. And we can let it. Okay, so here's where we're going to start. Turn to 1 Corinthians 16. Now, 1 Corinthians 16, in the context, now get this, here's the context. I always give you the context. I'm not going to stop now. Context. What did he just get finished teaching about? 1 Corinthians 15. What is that chapter called? The resurrection chapter. Now get this. He just finished talking about the highest doctrine in all of the Bible the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And what does he talk about next? Your resources. Doctrine, now 16, duty. Creed, now this should be your conduct. Isn't it amazing that he talks about money right after he talks about resurrection? And we already saw why. Why? Somebody hollered out. We already studied one of them. Why? Because if you're committed to the resurrection of Jesus Christ, then your money is a symbol of that commitment. So then notice what he does. Walk through. I'm going to give you all of it. I want to give you the context, but I only want to focus in on one aspect of it. Watch this. He says that we ought to give purposely. It's for the saints. So then every time we give, remember what I said two teachings ago, whenever you put your money in the offering basket or send your check to a missions organization or to a Christian organization, what should you say? I'll see you in heaven. What should you say? I'll see you in heaven. You can't take it with you, but you can send it on ahead because you're supporting God's program. So he says, this collection is for the saints. What saints? There was a famine and they were hungry. Uh, so he told the Corinthian church, when you're giving in your regular giving, give an extra offering for the poor saints that are going through famine. So in other words, you need to have purpose. Your money needs to have purpose. And if you're like me, Okay, you know, my, my wife and I, and like I said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand doing, but I want you to know I'm following the example uh, that I'm giving. 
uh, 25 to 30% of our income goes right back here to Christ's Bible. But my wife and I, she said, we want to support Jews for Jesus now. We're supporting 20 Christian organizations, and we're giving them more than a dollar. And I said it to say this, that, that as God gives to us, we say, what do you want us to do with it? Every time he's told us to give some of it away to another organization. My wife said, you know what? There ain't no Jews on here. Those are God's chosen people. We need to be supporting the Jewish ministry. So, all right, well, how much of your allowance you giving up? <laughs> no, so we're going to support Jews for Jesus. Purposely. But then, periodically. What is that? On a regular basis. When should you be prepared to worship? First day of the week. What's the first day of the week? Sunday. And then why is it Sunday? Because Sunday is the day of the resurrection. Thank you, Brother Charlie. So we celebrate that he rose. And part of the celebration is our giving. But then personally, each one of you, that's Lottie Dottie and everybody is supposed to give. Yeah, and then prudently, Notice what he says. He says, verse 3, and when I come, whosoever you shall approve by your letters. Here's what Paul said. I'm not giving this money just to anybody. Oh, no. You got to tell me you trust the person I'm getting ready to give the money to. You got to trust. Amen. Prudently. In other words, where's your money going? Now, here's where I'm going to lose most of you. You do have to realize you have to think like this. Here's the way I think. Is this enough for me to have a harvest? If it's not, then it must be my seed. Now, if it's my seed, it's for planting. Now, if I had a seed, let's just say this key is a seed, and I put it in my pocket, what's going to happen? If I stick it in the pew, what's going to happen? In other words, you better make sure that whatever money you're giving, is planted in good soil, that it would reap fruit for the glory of God. And then practically, Paul says, take it to Jerusalem. That's up close and personal. Now, here's where I want to focus. As God has prospered you. It's grace giving for grace living in the New Testament, okay? And what does that mean? We ought to give in proportion to how God has prospered us. Oh, okay, you got to come along with me on this one. Uh, because when you look up the word prosper, it is you owe duo. Now, you say, what in the world is all Greek to me? Check this out. The word prosper in the Greek is a word that means good road. What does it mean? Good road. You say, how can prosperity be good road? It's, two, it's a preposition, you, and then a verb, hados. Hados is road. You is good. What is a eulogy? A good logos, a good word. What's he saying? A good road. Well, you got to know the word picture. Here it is. Uh, anybody got to uh, have any children get ready to go off to college for the first time? Anybody in here? Okay, we got one. All right, we got two. All right, good. So let's say you sent them off like this. All four years were paid in advance. 
All books were paid in advance. You gave her all of her needs, most of her wants, and some of her desires. Would she be set for four years? That means you gave her a good road. You prepared her for a journey by giving her everything she's going to need for the entire journey so that as she's journeying, it's a good road. That's one of the words for prosperity, that God wants you to have a good road, that he wants to prepare you, and he calls it prospering you for the journey. Isn't it helpful to hear that, be reminded of these truths? You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. We'll get back to this teaching in just a moment. You know, one of the reasons may be so that we can continue to fund opportunities to share the Word of God. And that's what we're doing here on Moody Radio. We are sharing the truth of God's Word through radio, through mobile apps, through websites, and your giving makes that possible. We're listener-supported, and that's exactly what it sounds like. We depend on your generosity to keep this program on the air every day. So if you're benefiting from listening, would you give a gift today? Come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on the Donate button. Again, that's at treasuretruthradio.org and click on Donate. Once again, here's Pastor Ford. Now, we looked at some of these, but I'm going to go back and go a little deeper. Okay, so check this out now. What does it mean? Here, let me give you a definition. To supply everything necessary to make your journey very successful. That's what God can do. And he's done it over and over and over and over again. Let me show you one example. Go back to John 21. Now, in John chapter 21, remember, Peter goes fishing. We studied this several times. I want to go back, get some new information out of it, get some principles here to show you something. So let me read a little part of it. Okay, so Simon Peter backslides. He takes eight uh, remaining 11 disciples with him. Then it says, uh, they were together, Simon Peter, Thomas called Didymus, Nathaniel, Canaan, Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two others of his disciples. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. That's verse three. They said unto him, we also go with thee. They went forth and into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. How much did they catch? Nothing. nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said unto them, children, have you any meat? And they answered, no. So what is verse 5? Come on, somebody help me. Children, what does that mean? They're grown men. Why does he call them children? Because they're backslidden, and they need to know first and foremost that even though you're backslidden, you still belong to me. You're still my child. Then, now, you backslid to get fish. You want to get some prosperity. How much did you catch? It's a Dr. Phil moment. How's that working for you? We didn't catch nothing. Then Jesus said, cast your net on the other side. And they caught 158 fish. Let me just give you the principles. Here they are. Like, what's he doing? He's making them a good road. And so what are you doing, Jesus? Here's the principles. Here's the principles. Because where is Jesus? On the shore. Where are they? In the water. So get this. Jesus doesn't need to be in the water to meet their needs. 
that he's outside of the problem speaking to it. Y'all get that on the way home, eh? That, that's, that's good stuff, yeah. He don't need to be in the water. Jesus, where are you? I'm watching. When you gonna do something? When you give up, I take over. That's it. So here are the principles. Number one, he knows where the fish are. That is, when he wants to prosper us, he can do it. We act like heaven is bankrupt sometimes. He can do it, number one. He knows where the fish are. Wait a minute. He just told them to flip from one side of the boat to the other. They fish off the left side, and that's what they're accustomed to. He said, try something different. Let me change the way you do things. Because if you always do what you always did, then you always get what you always got. If you want something you never had, you got to do something you never done. You got to launch out into the deep. So on the other side, number two, it didn't make sense for them to catch fish on that side. The fish should not have been there. So sometimes your prosperity is tied with something you're so very unfamiliar with or somebody. Yeah, so it didn't make sense. There should Number three, the blessing is closer than you think. But it's intricately tied to Jesus. Number four, number four. It's supernatural. One or two things happen. You take your choice. If there's another option, then you tell me. Either he miraculously made the fish appear, like, all right, 158 fish, get to the right side of the boat right now. <laughs> Woo! That's supernatural. Or he was holding them there and they couldn't see him. Now, we talked about that before. Hagar, remember, when she was getting ready to die of thirst, her and her son. Where was the brook of water? Right by her. Why didn't she see it? Because until you obey God, you do not see the manifestation of the provision that he already has for you. That's why some of us don't see our stuff. Because yeah, our focus is not on the Savior. So, in number five. Uh, what are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that God will and can prosper you. Number five, he'll give you more than you can imagine. Look, look what's going on here. They wanted to catch some fish. They caught 158 fish. That's unusual. That's why they gave the number. It's unusual. You know what it reminds me of? And now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think according to his mighty work and power in us. Okay, I got to tell you what happened this morning. I can't keep it to myself. I'm like an old refrigerator. Let me tell you what happened this morning. Uh, one of our brothers here uh, knows somebody that does housing and all that. I mean, he does it on a big scale. He came to our Bible study today so he could talk to me after Bible study. I didn't know who he was. He didn't know who I was. And uh, so he came to our office. He said, yeah, uh, Brother Mark, told me about you, and uh, here's what we do. Uh, we connect with the city, get houses, and uh, we look for churches uh, to help us distribute them. I said, what do you mean? He said, we don't want nothing from the church. I just need to know that if I give the properties to the church, that church will make sure it gets to the people. I said, really? I said, so tell me about these houses. They're from the city. He said, but uh, we don't do the rehab. Uh, we get lots and build new houses. 
I said, what, 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 wait, 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 back that up, back that up. I did what y'all did, what? And as he was talking, I, I rolled my sleeve. I said, look, man, I said, I'm getting goosebumps. I hope it's the Holy Ghost. <laughs> so he's telling me this stuff. He keeps telling me. And so I said, so how many properties is there? He said, at the lowest, 150, at the most, 300. I said, we don't have to do anything. I said, no, you know that sounds too good. He said, I know it does. He said, but that's what God has me doing. And I do it in Chicago, and I do it in L.A., and I do it in Florida, and I do it in Atlanta. He said, and by the way, I, I just want to let you know, I'm not a pastor, but I do own my own private jet. Because he heard me talking about the jet this morning. He said, yeah, I do. He said, and I flew up here today just to talk to you. I said, then talk, son. Talk. Yeah. So I'm waiting on his email. I don't know what's going to come of it, you know, uh, but uh, I'm going to walk toward it and see what happens. Amen. Now, if you see me and my nose is flat, you know the door was closed, but, but don't worry about it. So, And it's like God is doing stuff like that. I, I, I said, bro, Mark, I, I, I want to go back and uh, maybe get back in the classroom, you know, with some folk that are really, really hungry and going to make a difference in the generation exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think. I get an offer to be a Bible college president. Hey, I ain't say I was going to take it. I ain't say I was going to turn it down either. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to show you, look, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Uh, that we understand that God does and will do this. Look at Jacob, Genesis 31, 7. He said, God told him he's going to make his way prosperous. And Laban tried to trick him 10 times. We talked about it. And he said, every time your daddy tried to trick me, God overturned it and gave me the wealth that I have. Your daddy didn't give it to me because I understand that the wealth of the wicked is reserved for the righteous and God had laid it in store. It means to put it in layaway until God is ready for me to get it. My stuff is on layaway until God is ready to give it to me. Now, I don't know about you. I'm speaking for myself. Amen. Yeah, that's it. Third John verse two. Here's what he said. He said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. Now, let me set the record straight. This is his wish, not a promise. But don't discount it. Here's what he says. Get this. I want your material wealth and your physical health to equal your soul's prosperity. You know, in a culture where we hear a lot of health and wealth teaching, it's really reassuring, refreshing, I think, to hear Pastor Ford break this down and talk about what Scripture actually does say. You're listening to Treasured Truth with Pastor Ford and a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. If you ever miss one of these broadcasts or maybe you want to go back and listen to the series, it's been one of the longer ones, you can always listen online. Just come to our website. It is treasuredtruthradio.org. You can stream the program, you can download an MP3 for free, or you can even sign up to begin podcasting the program. That's a great way to be able to listen on the go whenever it fits your schedule. However you want to listen, connect with us by coming to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, thanks for listening today. Thanks also to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.